0: Whether you're watching, listening or reading this, welcome back to the Runpreneur vlog, where we're on a mission to raise £1 million for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the world. It is a staggering 40,075 kilometres. It's going to take somewhere in the region of 11 years to accomplish, so plenty of time to raise that money. I'm going to commit to run running whilst vlogging a minimum of five kilometres every day, and I'm even going to do it barefoot style. So for those regulars will know when I vlog, I vlog about my passions, which are entrepreneurship and running, and most importantly, how these topics link together to help people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise. And uh, it is a beautiful morning today, not too breezy. The sun is out, it's quite fresh, but lovely running conditions. And it is Monday Motivation today, where we talk about all things productivity and motivation-based. And today's topic is all about habit stacking. As always, please support the challenge and give it a subscribe to the content, give it a like and a share, and let's get started. Well, this is taken from a concept from James Clear. Who, who wrote the amazing book, Atomic Habits. And uh, habit stacking is basically a great way to reinforce you know, the compounding impact of positive habits. So the idea is that when you have a habit, most often it's, it's based around some kind of routine. Okay, that's generally how habits are kind of formed. And uh, routines are normally based around kind of days, times, locations, those types of things and uh, although that's really really good what you can also do is be even more specific with your habits and actually make a habit that you're extremely strong at trigger another habit and then that habit can trigger another one so you stack these habits onto pre-existing positive habits in your routine. And as a result, you get the compounding effect of having multiple positive habits operating rather than you know doing one really well, and several that you just haven't quite reinforced enough yet. So I hope that makes sense on, on how this kind of knits together. Basically, there was a study that was ca- conducted by a, a medical research department that found out that newborn babies have 41% more neurons in our brains than adults. What the theory was is how on earth can children have these, uh, or newborn babies, have more more brain functionality or more capability than a fully grown adult. And then when deeper diving into this this, um, experiment or this research project, it was then found about the importance of synapses and how they link neurons together. Okay, and what ultimately happens, there's a function called synapse pruning, okay, which happens as you grow older. Now, you have all these neurons when you're born. It's so you're like you're like a bright blank canvas, so that you can develop and grow in certain areas. And then when something works in a given area, you get a synapse that forms between the two neurons, which makes your ability to deliver that skill higher. The more you do it, the stronger that connection becomes, the more proficient you become at that, ha- at, that, at that habit or life skill, okay? At the same time, if you're not doing any positive habits or, or you're, not, you're not reinforcing habits, the ones that you don't do means that those neurons that would have been associated with that skill, so for example, if I was going to play the piano, I don't play the piano by the way, but if I was going to, it would be something I'd have to build and learn, So I'd have to develop those neurons and build those synapse connections to get better and better at playing the piano. But at the same time, if I don't play the piano, the neurons that would have been associated with my musical talent would be pruned. So it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and more insignificant, less functional, and then I, I won't ultimately be able to do that skill. That's why it's harder to learn the older you get. If you start learning at the younger age, they're like sponges, they pick up everything. So it's really really important to understand that. But the importance and the relevance to what we're talking about today is how the brain works. You have a a number of neurons and and when you get good at something or you reinforce something that's routine in your life, the synapse connection between the neurons has been reinforced and strengthened. And that's the power of habit, ultimately, in a a nutshell. So the problem with habits is you get good ones and you get bad ones. So we certainly wouldn't suggest that you stack bad habits on bad habits, because the compounding impact that you'll get with um, positive habits, you're going to lose just as well when you, um, you get the compounding effects that are going to work against you with negative habits. So, for example, right, I do this running vlog. This is a perfect example of, of how habit stacking can work really, really well. And it's really, really simple things. So, a first example is... I'm just running, my wife and a friend are running ahead of us, and we always try and avoid each other when we run, but we just picked the same route today. So <laughs> I'm going to have to run past them, which will be a little bit awkward, but still, we'll do it anyway. So the point, the point here is a perfect example of how this works. I did this running vlog, okay? Now, it, it's habitual, I go out and run. It's not a problem, but the one factor that I sometimes forget to do is to turn on the microphone, because the microphone has a certain amount of battery, and I don't like turning it on too early in case I burn it quicker, and I have to recharge it. So there's been several occasions where I've actually done the, uh, the vlog, forgot to turn the microphone on, and obviously you get a, um, a soundless or a silent episode, which is really frustrating, because I don't have to go out and do it again. So I've got this process now before I start a vlog episode, and I call it HMO. Now, I do a lot of HMOs in my property business, so it's quite easy to remember. So I remember heart rate monitor, first piece of tech I have to turn on. Number two, a microphone, which is M. Make sure that on. Number three, turn the camera on. Okay, and I follow that routine now in, in, in the same order so that I know that I'm not going to forget anything. Okay, and that's just the, 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 that's habit stacking. I'm just running to my, my wife and a friend now who are trying to put me off. But I'm a professional, so I won't be put off, okay? I won't allow myself to be brought down to, to these low levels, where I get intimidated by running past people. But you can wave! <laughs> so, so that's uh, my wife and a friend on their run. It's funny how the sun comes out, you get a lot more people running. But those days where I was running hailstones and minus 10 degrees, yeah, didn't see anyone. So there you go. But anyway, back to the point. That's a perfect example of of habit stacking to ensure you increase your productivity, okay? Just having that that routine now, that I remember every time, means I don't ever do an episode now where I forget to turn the microphone on. Other people do things, kind of morning and evening routines, and other really good ways to stack your habits, like it might be that, you know, your alarm clock goes off, that triggers you to get up, that triggers you to go straight in the shower, that triggers you to go and put the coffee machine on, that triggers you to go sit down and start work. That might be your order of habits that you've stacked for a morning routine. But then you could also introduce an evening routine, whereby you know what you're going to do. It might be that so your evening routine, or so the morning routine, you could finish with put a, a book on your pillow. So that when the evening comes, the book's there, ready for you to... That's the trigger that makes you read every day in the evening. And then you've also got the evening. It might be that once you've read, you know, Your alarm clock is set on a recurring repeat, but what you do is you go and set the coffee machine ready. So that when you come to do the coffee in the morning, it's already done. And it might be that you, in the evening, you have, whilst you're sorting the coffee machine, you're sorting out your to-do list for tomorrow, so you're already set up in advance. So when that comes around, you're ready to go. So it's just, uh, try and, and, and use a really positive habit that you have in your life as a trigger to stack on more. It's far more effective than date time locations because people will often you know morning will often um, kind of forget these well don't necessarily forget them but miss you know running with the running late or whatever very quickly what you would have done normally at that time gets put back or missed so date time and location there's too many external factors that can affect that whereas if you have a really positive habit in your life that you don't miss. I mean, like, I can tag no end of things on to my running vlog now, pure and simply, because it's so habitual. I'm approaching a year of consecutively doing it, so I don't miss a day. But there are days where life gets in the way where I have to move my run to later in the day. I like to try and run every day around 8.30 in the morning, but Yesterday for example, I didn't do my run until six o'clock in the evening because of family commitments and things. So by by putting, you know, um, stacking habits onto the back of my running vlog, I know I'm not going to miss it because it's such a positively reinforced habit in my life. And uh, really, really important to kind of use these to your advantage, okay, and stack things up. If you do that correctly, You know, you think of the compounding effect, you get one positive habit in your life, okay? That will make a profound positive difference to your life, just one positive habit. But then, all of a sudden, you stack the second positive habit onto that one. So you've now got two habits working simultaneously in a positive way to your life. So times that by X number of days, weeks, months, years, you're getting double the productivity output or the positivity output than you would off from just having one. Do that by three, four, five, six, and have multiple stacks of habits in a positive way. The compounding effect is phenomenal, absolutely life-changing. So that's what I would suggest. Now, if people are saying, well, I don't know where to start, how do I, how do, I do this? Well, the easy solution is basically write down all of the habits you have, good or bad, and be granular as you like here. So you get up, you have a shower every day. What do you do every day? You know, do you read every day? Do you prepare breakfast? Do you prepare lunch? Do you um, go for exercise? What, whatever. You know, list them all. Do you listen to music? Do you drive your car to the shop, pick up a paper? Whatever it is, write them all down. Maybe you eat chocolate every day. Okay, write the bad ones down as well. Okay, so it's important that you kind of do that because the other thing you can do with a bad habit, like chocolate, for example, is use it as a reward because kind of what happens with habits as well. The habit cycle operates from cue, craving, response, reward. That's that's the feedback loop. Okay, so there's a cue, something happens, a trigger. So when we're talking about habit stacking, it, it is another habit, but it could be a reactive event like it rains. So you go out and you go and shut the windows. For example, that's a perfect example. You then get the craving, which is the need or the desire to do it. it has to be strong enough. It has to be enticing enough to do it. Well, in the example of this raining outside, if you don't shut the windows, you're going to get wet window ledges and wet curtains, etc., which is a hassle. So that desire is strong enough to not have to sort that out so you close the windows. And then it's the response, which is actually the, the physical act of closing the windows. And the reward is, you know what? I don't have to deal with wet windowsills, and wet curtains. Okay, that's just one example of how this feedback loop works. Okay, but in the instance of what we're talking about here today, and in a bad habit, chocolate for example, well, if you have a piece of chocolate only linked to exercise. So, you've done your exercise, you've done your warm down, you've eaten your healthy meal, maybe this is your, you've had your your kind of warm down recovery shake or whatever you've had it, and then you have a small piece of chocolate. Okay, at the fifth step of a of a positive habit stack and you use that as the reward for the good work that you've done. Then you can justify having it rather than it be linked to bad habits like kids are in bed, sit on the couch, flick on Netflix, and then before you know it, go get the chocolate bar. Right? That's a, a negative or or a bad, you know, habit stack which you clearly want to avoid. So you can you can there's there's good ways you can use habit stacking to To kind of give you those rewards with bad habits. Because, you know, life is worth living. You can't live a life where you don't have a bit of fun or a bit of eat what you want every now and then. So, but doing it the right way, you still get the the more positive compounded effects of a a positive habit stack before the negativity of of a negative habit. So it's really, really important you kind of understand that. So back to what I was saying, is make a list of all of your habits, okay? And then Try and rank them in some order of whether they're positive or negative, It should be relatively easy to do. And then look at the ones which you do all the time without fail, and look in the positive column are the ones you do all the time without fail. They're the most positive, positively reinforced habits that you have, and then they're going to be used as triggers to bolt some of the lesser positive habits perhaps to them, or the second list you have is the things you want to do in your life, but you don't. And that's where you'd start looking at them thinking, how can I stack that habit on that one? So I'm I'm, I'm not going to miss it. So I'm reinforced to complete that habit based on my ability to do this habit every single day. And that's how you start building these sequence of events which take you from an average level of productivity to a, a supercharged level. And then when you've got that supercharged level, it works for you every day. And every day, every week, every year, the compounding effect of that going to be life-changing. So I hope that's useful. Uh, as always, if you've got any questions and stuff, drop me a comment. I'll respond to everyone. If it's a bigger question, I'll do a separate vlog episode and tag you in. Do check out the links on my social bios where you can keep up to date with my epic challenge of raising a million pounds for children's charities. You can see how much we've raised, where we're up to, how much distance we've travelled, all those side of things, and most importantly, how you can get involved how you can support us. So please do check that out. All that's left to say is that the Rumpur on our blog, the content we talk about, which is entrepreneurship and running, was always geared on how we can help people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise as a release mechanism, in my case, uh, run blogging. So we all experience, every single day, the daily, weekly pressures in the form of stress. Okay? It's just part of a normal living life, and it's our ability on how we process these stresses on a daily, weekly basis, how we can process what's happened, gain clarity, refocus, clear our heads and move on. It's called I call it the release mechanism. Okay, if you don't have that release mechanism, you've only got so much capacity for so much stress. If you don't have the release mechanism, that stress is going to build and build and build and very quickly you're going to fall into the trap of overwhelm. And this in this analogy we're going to use the concept of pressure building up in a pipe. Okay when you've got too many things going on in your head you're overwhelmed. It's almost like you have a seizure and you freeze. You're like a rabbit in the headlights. You have you procrastinate. You don't know how, where to go, what to do. Too many things going on. And then very, very quickly that could evolve um, panic and anxiety. And in this scenario, if you don't sort it at that stage, you're flirting with the edge of mental health issues. And in the analogy of the pipe pressure in the pipe, the pipe will burst and have a mental breakdown, which clearly you won't avoid. Now, I've been there. I've lost businesses because of this. I've lost business partners, I've almost been bankrupt because of it. And there's no coincidence that in the last 12 months of doing this running vlog, which is my release mechanism, that I've made more progress in all facets of my life than I have done in the previous five years. Okay, so there's hope there's enough social proof that this stuff works. My pledge to you is if you are someone who's struggling with this, drop me a message, okay? The Runpreneur Vlog is not-for-profit, so there's no catch, there's no sale. Okay, yes, we do raise donations, but they're always optional and never, ever a requirement. The help and value that I give is hopefully for free. So, drop me a message. We'll jump on a quick call, and we'll give you a step-by-step guide on how you can get your release mechanism in place, so that you don't fall into this trap that I've been in and so many people are in every single day. And uh, help is available, it's often free, and it's often easier to ask a stranger than nearest and dearest. So take advantage of this olive branch if you need to. So, that's pretty much it for me today. I'll leave you with as always, stay positive, stay happy, and I'll see you tomorrow.